Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Pray and let's get into the Word. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Okay, so we're doing a couple of series um, on, on, on kingdom success or kingdom living. And I'm sharing a couple of principles uh, from God's word and wisdom from the word of God that can help you maximize your life on earth. That can help you live the life of success. Now, it's very important for us to understand that our definition of success, every time I mention success in this church, or if you listen to any of my teachings and you hear me talking about success, I define only one thing as success, and that is fulfilling God's plan for your life. Praise the name of the Lord. Because if we're not careful, we'll begin to measure success by other metrics that are just uh, on the human plane. So success is about fulfilling God's purpose for your life. So this morning, we're looking at what I call just start and finish. Just start and finish. Uh, Last Sunday, we talked about the restraining power of vision. And we said that vision is not just about, you know, when you have a vision, it's not just about what to do. A vision will restrain you from doing certain things. That means because of my vision, I'll not do this, I'll not do this, I'll not do that. I would discipline myself so that that vision can come to pass. But this morning, we're looking at just start and finish. We're going to read a couple of scriptures and then I'll give you some wisdom uh, tips. Luke chapter 14, go with me to Luke chapter 14. Let's start from this interesting verse of scripture. Luke chapter 14 and verse 26. Luke chapter 14 and verse 26. Or from verse 25. It says, Now large crowds were going along with him, and he said to them, Jesus speaking, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, and yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. But we are paying particular attention to verse 28 and verse 29. It says, For which of you, when he wants to build a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to complete it. Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who observe it begin to ridicule him or begin to make mockery at him or begin to laugh at him. In this passage of scripture, we find out that Jesus is saying, listen, if a man has the desire to build a tower, if a man has a dream to build a tower, one of the first things that that man needs to do is to sit down and count the cost if he has enough resources to finish it. 
And, and, and so we understand from this verse of scripture that desire is not enough. Ambition is not enough. Most people do not finish things in their life. Most people have unfinished projects in their life. And, and, and God is not in that sense. God wants things to be finished. If you study the book of Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2 and the story of creation, the scripture, was, the scripture says, and this is when God finished everything He had created and saw that it was good. Many people would be successful if they would learn to finish things. Many people would be successful if they would learn to finish things. Most of us have this fantastic desire in our life. We want to be this, we want to do this, we want to accomplish this. But we don't always finish stuff. I bet you someone listening to me or somebody in this church today has a book he hasn't finished that he started at the beginning of the year. Many people are enrolled on online courses and the first course they took is just to sign in their name. And that's all. Unfinished. Many people started businesses unfinished. Many people have registered businesses, uh, business name and it's unfinished. Come on, is that prophecy correct? Yeah, absolutely. I know. I know it's correct. Unfinished things. People have relationships that are unfinished. They never get into marriage. It's been five years. They are still seeing how things will be. Some even have kids already. But they can't pay the bride price. Not finished. Mm. It's tough, but it's true. Not finished. Mm? Some people have intention to marry. It's just in their mind. Started in their mind. They never finish. You, you can't measure your life if you don't finish things. It says, it says they would laugh at you. Let's use the, the message translation. Luke chapter, chapter 14 verse 29. It says, when they see the foundation, they would realize that you had the intention to start. They would realize that you had the mind to start. They see the foundation. And then they realize, yeah, yeah, this person had this intention. This person had this mind. But you realize that it says they would mock you. You know, and sometimes the message translation, who is there? Luke 14, 29. And they would mock you. Now, most times you realize that when people begin to mock us like that, what do we do? We begin to pray, Oh God, take this mockery out of my life. No, that mockery is not a product of God not intervening in your life. That mockery is a product of you starting projects that you cannot finish. It says... Go to verse 28. Verse 28. Is there anyone here planning to build a new house? Does not first sit down and figure the course so you would know if you can complete it. Go to verse 29. Verse 29. If you only get the foundation laid and then you run out of money, you are going to look pretty foolish. That's what I like. You would look pretty foolish. And you know what it says? And everyone passing by will poke fun at you. Unfinished businesses in our life. Unfinished goals. You know, in the beginning of January, everybody gets on this weight thing. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to have six pack. I'm going to have figure eight. I'm going to, maybe some of you just decide to do figure nine. <laughs> and then get into the gym the first day and all the exercise, gym suit. And then you put up Instagram. Bam. Figure eight loading. Uh, six pack loading. It never loads. 
Because after one month, and after two months, he go to the gym like, yeah. I even know one man that died in the gym last month when he was gym me. He's somebody who is alive. You know, you begin to build legitimacy around your laziness. Every time you make your laziness justifiable, you'll never break out of that habit. Yeah? You begin to, uh, he's, you know, by exercise. I even know one man that was 83 in our village. Our fathers, where they carrying? Who sent you there in the first place? The motivation has worn out. The emotions have gone out. Hmm? You know, people just hear this fantastic health talk. Don't take sugar. Don't take this. Don't take, and you know, if you follow all of those things, the only thing that's safe to drink is water. Which is good. And then they go, one week. Ha! This is my one week of not taking coke. The second week. Say, yeah, this coke thing, is it, is there really sugar? I don't, I don't really understand what, you know what? The motivation is gone. Never finish. Never finish. Our lives will be more productive if we stick to the finish. Nobody crowns a winner except you get to the finish. I'll show you another story. Second Corinthians chapter 8. Must learn to finish things in our life. Finish that degree. Finish that skill. Finish that book. Finish that course. Finish that video. Get, learn to finish things. Hmm? Second Corinthians chapter 8 verse 10. It says, I give my opinion in this matter. For this is to your advantage. Who were the first to begin a year ago. Not only to do this, but also to desire to do it. They wanted to contribute to the, to the church in Jerusalem. It says, I'm, I'm giving you my opinion in this matter. You desired. Verse, verse 11. But now, finish doing it. Come on, somebody say, finish doing it. Yeah. Finish doing it also. So that just as there was the readiness to desire it, so there may also be the completion of it by your ability. You've got a readiness. You've got a desire. You want to contribute. I don't know how many people say, you know what, if God blesses me, I'm going to bless my pastor. I'm going to bless my church. That's ten years ago. It's a readiness. But you never finish it. Paul says, that money you want to contribute to help the church. He says, you had the readiness one year ago. He says, finish it. Because Paul tells them that I'm sending somebody to collect the money so that I'll not be embarrassed when the person comes. So there can be readiness. A process can start, but that doesn't mean it's finished. How many of you think our lives would be a lot better if we finish things? Absolutely. Absolutely. Learn to finish. Just start and finish. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 8. Better is the end of a matter than the beginning. Better is the end of a matter than the beginning. The end of the matter. The end of the matter. Getting to the end of the matter. Better is SS3 than GS1. <laughs> Better is the end of a matter. Praise God. Come on, I said praise God. Yeah, you got to finish your hallelujah. It's in your mind. But then finish it. That's the message I'm preaching. Learn to finish your hallelujah. Don't and I say praise the Lord. Don't say, ah, ah, and then don't finish it. Just say it out. Finish it. Complete it. Start by finishing your hallelujahs in church. Praise God. Better. Now we have more complete. Some of you are still laying the foundation. Just finish it. 
Praise God. There is a there is a desire in your heart to be successful, but you have to be consistent. You have to follow through. You have to follow through. In John chapter 4 verse 34, Jesus made an interesting remark and I like it. John chapter 4 and verse 34. I'll just give you all of these scriptures and then we can talk. John chapter 4 verse 34. And what I'm doing in this series is helping you and getting you ready to prepare for next year. Because most times we just think when the next year comes, it's going to just bring its own set of goodies. Yeah, whatever it is. You must make up your mind that whatever project you start, you're going to finish. And some of us don't need to set new goals. Let's finish the goals we didn't finish. You know, success in life is not probably starting so many things in your life. It's probably starting one thing and getting effective in it. And finishing it. Glory to God. Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. The King James Version says, and to finish his work. It's called the finished work of Christ, not the started work of Christ. Because if Christ has started and did not finish, we will not be saved. It's he that endures to the end that shall be saved. There is something about getting to the end of things. There's something about finalizing process. Finish that book. Finish that course. Finish that project. Don't just start. Finish it. In Nehemiah chapter 6 and verse 15, the scripture tells us about Nehemiah and that the worlds were completed after 52 days. We know how in Nehemiah chapter 1, Nehemiah uh, stood before the king and, and the king gave him the resources and, the, uh, and whatever he needed to build. And interestingly, I read the book of Nehemiah yesterday night. It was interesting. I picked out seven places where Tambalat and Subayat went after Nehemiah trying to discourage him, trying to fight him, saying all kinds of things against him. In fact, saying that what Nehemiah was doing, a fox can bring it down. Nehemiah had to overcome, come on now, have to overcome all of that. And I read to you on Sunday, uh, last Sunday, how they even had to wear the clothes on their body whilst they were working, restraining themselves to be able to finish the wall after 52 days. I like, I like, I like what he says. He says, so the wall was completed. So Nehemiah didn't just start building the wall of Jerusalem. He completed it. There's something about completion. You have to, you have to be a serial executioner. You need to learn to execute things. Hmm? Even some of you who take medicines, you know, trusting God for healing and something like that, and then you get, the, the doctor says, well, take this tablet. You know, some of you just take it for the first day and then you, 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 you you're off. Hmm? Give you a cream to rub or something. You apply the first moment. Bam. Never finished. If we look at your shelf, we see unfinished toothpaste. Don't finish things. Very excited. When you want to start. The emotions are high. You don't finish. In life, you must learn to celebrate the finish. It's exciting to start, but you've got to finish. In Zechariah chapter 4. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 9. And we read a lot about Zechariah. And this is a very interesting passage of scripture that we all go through. Zechariah chapter 4. Verse 9. Praise God. Zechariah chapter 4. Am I right? Yep. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 9. The hands. Okay, let's read from verse 6. Then he said to me, 
This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel saying, Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Verse 7, What are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you will become a plain, and he will bring forth the top stone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Verse 8, Also the word of the Lord came to me saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house. Come on, what's the next line? And his hands will do what? will finish it. Then he goes on to say, despise not the days of little beginning. God doesn't just want you to lay the foundation of things. God wants you to do what? To finish it. Hallelujah. Come on, are you here? God wants you to do what? To finish it. God wants you to finish. God wants you to finish. He doesn't just want you to lay the foundation of things. God wants you to finish. So God wants us to finish. God wants us to accomplish whatever purpose He has given to us. God wants us to be able to accomplish and finish every assignment He's put in our life. We must learn to finish things. And listen to me. These things I'm teaching you are critical to your productivity. They are critical to your success. Because most times, believers do not have these things and they do not have all of these habits. And tomorrow, they'll be asking God why their life is the way they are. Or the way it is. God wants you to finish things. God finishes things. You know, you you pick up a book and you never finish the book. What that means is that the knowledge available in that book, you don't have access to it. And the truth of the matter is that if they ask us why we don't finish many things in our life, we're going to give legitimate excuse, but the summary of all those excuses is laziness. Why didn't you finish that online course? Laziness. Just pure laziness. Why? Because you've been online all of those days. You've been online all of those years. But you rather choose to watch something else than go to your course. Because there's this excitement, right? There's this excitement to sign up for things, especially when you want to study online. Because there's no classmates, there's nobody, it's just you. So the discipline, the grind. And immediately you start losing that momentum. Discouragement comes in. Hmm? How many of you have wanted to fast? I'm waiting on God for three days. I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm waiting on Jehovah. Then you go to your friend's place. And a few meters before the door, you perceive... The aroma of a sweet-smelling sacrifice. They tell yourself, today is Tuesday. If I start the fast on Wednesday, I will just wrap up by the weekend. You are giving yourself an excuse to eat. And you've been doing that for years. You've never completed a fast. It's been said that 80% of Christians have never finished reading the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. 80% of Christians never finished reading the Bible. And yet, these are the people that want to argue doctrine with you when they don't even know the book. They are the people that will blame God why God is not doing something when they have not even read the manual that God gave to them. How many people have finished Bible reading program? How many people finish their morning devotion? You know, some people don't finish prayer. In the midst of prayer, then they remember they have not watched something. They end prayer. Never finish. They get up. I'm going to pray 5 o'clock. I mean, if I do a series on prayer now, it's like, ah, my prayer life will never be the same again. Ah, pastor, you have blessed me. One week. The next week, not praying anymore. 
If you will build consistency into your life, you'll be, you'll be amazed at how successful you'll become. Consistency is the name of the game. Let me give you a couple of wisdom tips. Number one, or don't write number one yet. I still got 11 down. Just write this down. Starting is not most people's problem. Staying, continuing, and finishing is. Starting is not most people's problem. Staying, continuing, and finishing is the problem. A lot of people start. <laughs> you know, I said it's in the first service. You know, most times, when it comes to even the subject of marriage, sometimes it's easy to start marriage. And then you have to continue and then you have to finish it. So that's why you see when you, I mean, you see young couples on Facebook with all the beautiful things, amazing things about their wedding and the rest. I mean, you see all that single people who do, oh, God bless your union. A lot of emojis, a lot of love stuff put in there. But you see the married ones who've been married for a long time who just put congratulations. More grace. It is well with you. You know why? I mean, those people know <laughs> that whatever is there in the first couple of weeks is the grind that will keep the marriage going on. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's the finishing. It's the same thing with anything in life. When you go to the university and you see people snapping by the school sandboard, no, they just got to school. The final year students don't even remember what's the road to the school. They've stopped using the, the front of the school to enter the school. They are using the back. They just want to get to class quickly and finish their lecture and go home and just go and get a job. But you see the young people, they'll snap with the flower. Make sure the school name appears. Make sure it's there. University of Portacot. Oh no, the H is not there. Put the Portacot in. You just realize this guy just came. Because there's an excitement about starting. Then 200 level. Guys don't want to go to lecture anymore. Remember the first year you go to school? Say class was for seven. You were there by six. Stayed at the front. By 200 level, say class is by seven. Just like, you see this class? I'm not going. What's happening? Finishing. Finishing is not always easy. Finishing is not always easy and you must learn in life. It's those things that are not easy that brings success. Many people start out in ministry. It's said that about 40% of pastors quit the ministry every year. Why? Because it's fine, it's fine. You know, there's an excitement of ministry. But after you've preached, when the discouragement of ministry hits, when people start leaving, when all the slander and all the backbiting and all this stuff comes up, and that treasure comes on you. Over the last couple of years, we've heard of pastors who are committing suicide. And you just wonder, but they preach the word of God. Yes, but pastors are human also. And when they go through that human emotions and things just pile up on them, and they are overwhelmed. You just give up like everybody else. Because it's not easy for you to finish. You've got to make up your mind that you want to be a finisher. And how do you start? Start with those little things. Finish a conversation. Finish a book. That message you've been listening to, finish it. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? Learn to finish things. If, if, if ferocious concentration and fanatical execution is what you need to finish strong, Concentration and execution. That's what you need to finish strong. You cannot finish what you don't start. And you should never start what you're not committed to finish. You cannot finish what you do not start. And you should not start what you're not what? Committed to do what? Finishing. 
Are you still here? Come on, I said, are you still here? If you know you will not finish something, don't start it. Make up your mind. Make up your mind. That I will finish this. Make up your mind that if I start this, I'm going to finish it. That's very important. Most people don't finish things. Most people don't finish things. You cannot increase your productivity. You cannot increase your mastery if you don't finish things. Every task, every goal, every race, and every year comes to an end. Therefore, make it a habit to finish strong. And whilst you're trying to finish, endeavor to finish strong. Endeavor to finish strong. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, look at this. The things you need to do to finish the year strong are the exact same things you should have been doing all year long. The only difference is that time is no longer an alley, it's an adversary. Sometimes to finish things in life, you just have to be consistent in what you're doing from the beginning of the year. You might not even need to change anything. Just get up and do it. Just get up and do it. Just get up and stay consistent with what you're doing. Praise the name of the Lord. Develop consistency in finishing things. If the word quit is part of your vocabulary, then the word finish is likely not. If you're someone that quits, if you're somebody that quits, then you will not finish. If you're someone that quits, then you will not finish. If you want to finish, you must learn not to quit. If you want to finish, you must learn not to quit. Because most people do not finish things in life because they quit midway. Most people do not finish things in life because they, are, they, they quit easily. Once challenges come, they, I mean, they're off. If you want to be successful in this life, you must learn not to quit. Especially when you know that you're on the right track. Glory to God. Come on, are you here with me? I said glory to God. Especially when you know you're on the right track. You must not quit if you want to finish. There are two fatal errors that keep great projects from coming to life. Number one, not finishing. Number two, not starting. Not finishing and not starting. Some people never finish. And some people, they never start. <laughs> if you don't start, you can't finish. And if you start, you don't finish, you can't be successful in it. So one of the things I want you to do this year is to go back yeah, and check out all the unfinished things in your life. Some of you, check out the unfinished books. Some of you, check out the unfinished curses. Huh? Some of you, you've been in a relationship for years. Try to finish it. Some of you are married. If not paid your wife's bride price, go and finish it. Decide you're going to finish this. Don't overcommit. There are different kinds of people in this world. Number one, there are those who are quick to start. 
Before you say, I mean, you know, I mean, if you, if you used to do this hundred meters, you know, sometimes when they say all oh, your marks get set, go, even before they say go, some people are still running. There are people like that. Before they are, ah, I will join. Hey, I will join. Hey, I will join. They don't even know what they want to join. They are joined. Quick to start. There are those who are very slow to start. There are those who never continue. They start, but they never continue. Then there are those, many people start multiple things. There are those who start multiple things. Always starting something new. Every month they have a new project. I used to be like that. because I can be very creative with ideas. At a point I needed to tell myself not every idea I have has to be executed. Because what I realized was I was having projects all over. Doing things all over. Had to restrain myself. Because sometimes when you are creative, you would have multiple projects. You are doing this, doing that, doing this, doing this. You're never an expert at anything. You're never skillful at anything. Some people have multiple businesses and all of them, they are at ground level, zero level. Because what you're doing is you're dissipating energy. You're spreading energy. It takes laser beam concentration. In fact, uh, when, I was, when I started ministry in early days, I had a youth organization. So I used to do a bit of NGO work. You know, I had my own youth organization, uh, D2DY, Dare to Dream Youth Initiative. You know, and sometimes I'll travel for NGO work, sometimes I'll travel for ministry. One of these days, I sat down and asked myself, what do I want to be known for? In fact, what even caused that to happen to me was we went on a project. There was a project I led. I was the, youth, I was the African Youth Ambassador for URI for, for like two years. So because of that, I had to do a project, you know, around the continent. So I did a feeding project for the refugees, uh, the Somali refugees in Uganda. So I, I did a, I called it a one plate campaign. So people were donating the cost of one plate so, to feed um, in, in Somali then. So I, I, we went to Uganda because then the ambassador of Somalia, um, the Somalia ambassador was in Uganda. So we went to the Somalia ambassador's office so presented my project and everything. And then um, we were to do another thing. Okay, So we now went to the Baha'i Faith Temple in Uganda, you know, because it was a United Religious Initiative and I was the ambassador. So, we had to go to, so we can do some project, we'll do it in the mosque, we'll do it there. So, when we were in the Baha'i Faith, uh, and of course, because of my role as an ambassador, I, you know, of course, you can't go and be preaching to people and the rest. You know, while I was there, you know, it just dawned on me, so what are you doing here? What, what exactly do you want to achieve with this? You know, and it just dawned on me, like, listen, one thing has to give way to the other. You cannot want to be relevant in the world and still be relevant in the gospel. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? You've got to make a choice. And that day I decided, I decided, listen, <laughs> it's gospel 100%. That decision was so radical. Now, I, I asked myself honest questions, because that's the reason sometimes we don't make this young. What was the big thing I was missing in the NGO world if I had to stop? Two things. Number one, travels. You know, I love to travel. And then ministry was just starting. Nobody would even invite me. Okay? But then, through the NGO, I'd gone to Belgium. In fact, most of my trips were top class trips. Uh, when we went to Belgium, I was, there were two Nigerian representatives for the Global Youth Anti-Corruption Crusade. I was one and one, one other guy. We were only two that, that you know, went on that trip to, to Brussels, to Belgium. And I mean, it's not like we go and queue for visa. They had called them. We're only two delegates from Nigeria. So they had called them from the U.S. They had called the embassy 
from the U.S. that were the two delegates. So when we got there, they gave us our visa without everything. You know, ticket was sent. Then we had another project in Amman, Jordan. It was the king of Jordan who invited us. It was Generation for Peace Project. I was one of the peace ambassadors. It was paid for. I mean, it was a beautiful life. Beautiful life. Your ticket is in your box. You are not some of the trips we went to. They were giving us per diem every day. We had a number of money they would give to us. And then you want to leave that to now be preaching. But then, if you want to follow God's purpose for your life and you want to finish it, you must stay with the curse, not the curses. So I made that decision. And that decision was so radical, I had to close my Facebook page that had all my NGO friends and opened a practically new page and I did not accept all of their friends. And it was very simple. Because when I now see the people who are doing stuff together, doing things at a higher level, you know the flesh has a way of telling you that's where you could have been. Sometimes for you to finish projects, you have to blind your eyes to other things that distract you, which might legitimately be good things. For instance, you might need to cut down your time on social media to be able to read. You might need to cut down your television time to be able to give yourself to prayer. You might need to cut your sleep so you can finish a book. How many of you agree with me? Yeah. Very few finish things in this life. Then a select few finish well and finish strong. It's When I'm talking about finishing things, I'm not saying finish things shabbily for the sake of finishing. No, finish strong. Finish well. You know, I remember this particular race. I can't remember the year. But it was an interesting story about this um, African man that was sent to this race. But he, of course, he didn't do well. He came out like last in the race, right? And But where everybody had gone, uh, taking their medals and everything, he was still trudging, you know, as, you know, marathon runners, you know, with all the long race. And then people were asking him, yeah, the race is over. The winner is known. Why don't you just quit? And he made a very remarkable statement. He says, my country didn't send me here to quit. They sent me to finish the race. Even if I'm coming last, I have to finish. You must have that grit about life. You must have that determination about life. Listen, don't give yourself an excuse to fall below your potential. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? Don't give yourself an excuse to fall below the potential. We must learn to finish things. To start things is exciting. You must build the consistency to finish it. Let me give you 11 wisdom keys and then we're done. Number one, do not start things out of peer pressure. Number one, do not start things out of what? Peer pressure. Don't start things because others are starting it. I remember when I got admission into the university, my admission was to study accounting, but I didn't like maths. I didn't, I didn't particularly like maths. And I sat in my first accounting class, very interestingly. <laughs> you know, my, my teacher did all the accounting stuff. In the board, it was balanced. The account was balanced. In the book, the account was balanced. In my brain, it wasn't balanced. In my book, it wasn't balanced. And I knew I was not called for this life. That, was, that didn't require determination. That just required wisdom to know this is not my path. Why? Because then everybody who was going to school was either reading accounting, engineering, medicine. You didn't want to go to school and say, what did you read? Social studies, education. Who does that? So many people have started projects out of peer pressure. Listen, you don't have to marry when your friends get married. You have to marry at your own pace. When you have whatever... You don't have to have children when your own friends have kids. You have to have kids at your own pace. 
You don't have to have the number of children that people around you require. I remember one time my dad visited us and we were having this conversation. My dad would say, why are you having only two kids? Why not, um, why not have you know, some more kids? So I said, it's very easy. Having kids is the easiest part. doesn't take so much work to have kids. I said, but for us to conf- continue this conversation, give me four million. Let me put it in the account. We'll be investing it and be working on it. So by the time the child is up, that money will be able to take care of the child. The discussion ended naturally. Let me tell you here, as I'm standing here, there's nobody in this world that can pressure me to have a child that I'm not having. Whether it's family, whether it's non-family, if they call the whole town's meeting, at the end, I will finish my course by saying a big no. Because you know, sometimes we do things because of what people will say, but then they are not the ones to bear the cost. I know it's quiet, but that's the truth. That's the truth. Hmm? That's the truth. In fact, I mean, the Lord has blessed us. But when we started ministry, we just, I myself and, and Samir, we sat down and told ourselves, what would be convenient? What is okay for us? We know God is going to bless us. We know God is going to take care of us. But I mean, we're not going to give birth to kids in faith. What do you think it's fine? We agreed on... T- in fact, I was one. She said two. For me, it was just only one. <laughs> and she said two. I said, okay. Because I mean, for me, I was somebody who is, till tomorrow, completely sold out to God. God can ask me to go anywhere to start church. God can ask me to go do anything for Him, and I was ready. And then we said, okay, what will work for us? Give a lot, a lot of spacing so that by the first... By the time the eldest one is gone to the university... Then, and then we have our daughter, and then at least there's six year gap between them. And that six year gap is intentional. It wasn't because, oh, we're looking for a child. No, we're not looking. We're planning for a child. And it was very easy. Because we will never ask anybody for anything, not to train our kids. And we say, listen, if, if God does not bless us, at least we can manage to train one. When that one is done, the other one will enter. You must count the cost. Because if you want to be successful in life, you cannot, you cannot delegate your core responsibilities. Come on, are you hearing what I'm saying? Talk to me, are you hearing what I'm saying? You must count the cost to finish it. You must count the cost to finish it. Number two, do not overcommit to many things. Do not overcommit to many things. Commit to few things and be efficient. Do not overcommit to many things. Commit to few things and be efficient. Don't say, I'll be here. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll, and then you have many unscattered projects all over the place. Commit to few things and be efficient. And that's why it's good you have all of this knowledge as young people. When you're going into a relationship, these are the things that should guide your discussion. These are the things that should guide your dream. These are the things that should guide your vision. Commit to few things. Your vision, as we talked about last Sunday, will help you to commit to few things. I can do this. This is wonderful opportunity, but I can't be involved in it. Number three, go beyond the emotion of starting. Build the character of consistency. Everybody say the character of consistency. I like that word. Please write that word down. The character of consistency. Hmm? Go beyond the emotion of starting. When you start things, there's excitement. But then, it's consistency that will keep you building. What you do when the excitement of starting has left is why people become successful. 
when you start that thing and the excitement is there. Now, after the excitement is gone, if you still keep the same momentum, that's what keeps you successful. When you start a church, it's exciting. But then when the whole issues with local church and people and all of that starts coming, that's when you begin to press on. You've got to develop the grief, the character of consistency. Number four, recognize that it is laziness keeping you from finishing. Do not give excuses. Do not justify your lack of finishing projects. Don't, you know, don't accept laziness. Don't build, don't build a theology around laziness. Don't tell yourself, yeah, it's okay, that's why I'm failing. No. Rise up. If you need to wake up early, wake up. If you need to stay up late at night to reach, stay up. If you need to cut off some things so you can have time to finish a project, cut off. If you need to cut off some expenses so you can save for a project, do it. You, you can deny yourself certain things so you can finish other things. Are you still here? Come on, I said, are you still here? Number five, many unfinished projects will create a demoralizing momentum in your life. If you don't finish things, after a while, it will begin to create a low momentum in your life. It's like when you keep winning or when you keep finishing things, it gives you an excitement and a joy of finishing. And that's something you must do. You must not allow unfinished projects around you. It will deal with your momentum. It will deal with your, your energy in getting things done. Every project that is accomplished gives you a certain level of joy. Number six. You will never build mastery with unfinished projects. If you don't finish something, you cannot improve your skill. You will never build mastery with unfinished projects. If you don't graduate from school, you will never build mastery of that subject. If you don't complete things, you never build mastery. You will never come to this place where you become a master, skillful at something, if you don't finish it. And so it's important for us to finish so we can gain mastery. Are you still here? Then number seven, if you can manage your time, you will finish a lot of things. If you can manage your time, you will finish a lot of things. In fact, let me put it two ways. If you can manage your time and you can manage your finances, you can finish a lot of things. You must learn time management. You must learn financial management. You can put off your phone. So you can read. You can take a week off social media. So you can read. You can maximize your mornings. You can wake up early. Start your day early. So you can read. Or do something. Take a vacation. So you can finish key projects. You need to be able to look at your life and say, Why am I not finishing this thing? That is why most times, uh, for, for those who are not self-publishing authors like myself, but authors that most of these top brands publish, maybe Destiny Image, Chosen Books, and some of these uh, Regal Books, and some of these publishing companies, when they accept your manuscript, they give you what? A deadline. So you have to turn in this book at so-so-so time. They give you a marker, a writing marker. You know, the first week you should be done with first chapter. The second week you should be. Why? Because without a deadline, you cannot finish projects. You've got to put projects in your life. You've got to put deadlines in your life. At this thing, at this stage, I should finish this. And that's very important. 
Because if you think you have all the time in the world, you will never finish things you need to finish. What I do at the beginning of every month, I bring out all the books I need to read for that month, I put them in a special place, and I just know these are the books I want to read. They're on my table, and then I have markers. And there are times where I've been busy with all the things, and I've had to, over the course of two days, stay longer so I can finish that book. Because if I don't finish that one, then it gets into the one of the next week, and before you know what happened, you have so many unfinished things piling up. I'm doing a 90-day reading program right now. It's, it's, it's finishing the Bible in 90 days from Genesis to Revelation. Reading about 16 chapters every day. I have to finish because if I miss one chapter, then it means I have to do like 32 chapters. And imagine if I miss for three days. Then you realize that you have to read like 40-something chapters. You're like, forget it. Jesus is the Word and the Word is in me. Okay? And then where do you think? You know what I mean? It's interesting. Most of the people, I, I put it on social media, most of the people who requested for the Bible plan, I kind of like asked them. And most of them will tell you they've had a Bible plan before, but they didn't finish it. And you know why they didn't finish it? When it gets to all those Leviticus. I mean, describing the blood. You know, the kidney for the priest. The liver, the bones of it. Like, this thing does not make sense. There will be passages in the scripture you enjoy. There will be stories you enjoy. How something kid Goliath. I mean, it's like a novel. You would enjoy that. Where is that reading Nahum? I see, whoa, whoa, whoa. It doesn't get interesting. Because the journey of life is not always interesting. Sometimes it's your determination that keeps you there. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, it's your determination that what? That keeps you there. I remember in school, we had some of these courses that were fantastic. And everybody who's gone to school knows that there is this course you don't enjoy, but you have to pass. It's a core course. It's not usually your fantastic course. And it's amazing how they make core courses not electives. Hmm? Yeah, it is core course. You have to pass it. Hmm? It's like map reading. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, you're doing geography and you're sitting for a while. Can they give you map reading? You look at the map. You look at yourself. You look at your future. You're like, what's all this nonsense about? <laughs> right? So you realize... That some things you have to, it's like Martin English. Do you realize actually if, the, if, the, if, if our society is such a way that Martin English is not compulsory, do you know how many non-English speaking graduates would have? I mean, all graduates who can't add up their salaries. Because I, I mean, I find very few people in this world who really say they enjoy maths. Come on. There are very few people who really like, wow, I like maths. There are very few people. Most people don't like it. But they have to pass it. Hmm? Same thing with English. So you realize that for you to be successful in life, some of the core things you need to do, you might not like them, but you have to do them. You have to press through. So it means you cannot just live based on your emotions. Number eight, learn to count the cost of projects before undertaking them. Don't commit too quickly. Count the cost. I'm taking this online course. Do I have the time? Map out your time first. I want to start this building project. How are the funds going to come? I want to start this. I want to do this. It's something I'm learning so strongly in my life right now. Before I commit to something, I'm weighing the options. Why? Because I need to learn to finish. Number nine. Stop making emotional commitments. Ask for time. Be objective. Your time is your life. Know what you're committing your time to. 
Many people will ask you to commit to things. But you must learn to know that your time is your life. Life is measured in time. Are you following this now? So when people ask you for commitment, just let them know where. Can you give me a day or two and I'll get back to you about it. You know, because we live in a society that pressures you for answers. They want you now. And then maybe you say you can't do Then you get on the back, the, the, the black books of them. So we must learn to say no. We can't do everything. We can't do everything. You see, the older you get in life, and the more successful you want to be in this life, the more you must narrow your core interest to very few areas. You can't be scattered everywhere. Praise God. Come on, praise God. You know, even as a minister of the gospel, it's something I'm learning right now. Because, I mean, you know, sometimes people feel, you know, you just preach on Sunday, what are you doing? You're a full-time minister, you know. <laughs> Except you're actually not busy. So I'll give you like a, a, a week schedule, right? On Friday, I taught in a Bible school. I taught for about an hour, 30 minutes to an hour, 45 minutes. I taught on humanetics, the principles of interpreting scriptures. On Saturday evening, I taught a Bible school. I taught on homiletics, the art of preaching. Another one hour, 30 minutes. Okay? This is Sunday. That was Saturday. I said, this Sunday, I'm doing two services. Okay, then this Sunday evening, I have a meeting with, with, uh, with, with my, my service team. Okay? And then you look into my schedule. I have Bible schools. I have conferences. I have stuff. In fact, this whole online thing is making people, even people who naturally who want to invite you and we consider cost of ticket and the rest, then they are just inviting you because all you have to do is to set up Zoom and you're preaching. And then, so you're preaching, you're doing a meeting in India, you're doing a meeting in South Africa, you're doing a meeting all over the place. And then you have to prepare for all of these meetings. Because then you, if you're not prepared, you're just repeating what others said. And that's work. So you realize that if I have to be effective in all of these things, I have to cut my time in other things. Are you, are you following this? Come on, are you following this? In fact, I was telling them in the office that what I've seen that is working for me right now is that my phone goes off till about 1 o'clock and then I have my whole morning to be able to just do the things I need to do. Sometimes I get on the phone and then I'm counseling someone and someone is calling and all of this. So you've got to prioritize if you want to finish things. But then you now run into a challenge. And this is something we need to deal with in part of our culture. This is what we run into challenge. Because the more you begin to focus, to concentrate, the more everybody around you starts thinking you're getting uh, proud, you're unreachable, people can't. You know, but the truth of the matter is that if you're available for everyone, you will not have time to get things done. Are you following, are you following what I'm saying? This is something that will increase our productivity. Over the course of this pandemic, we wrote three books. I mean, three new books came out. Right. Uh, Increase and Prosperity. The one we're using for Sunday school came out last month. The Art of Concentration, it's out this week. And then Basic Wisdom for Church Workers and Volunteers we're using for our pastor's camp. Those three books were written in about four or five months. It will take time to be able to bring the best into those books. That's aside other duties you have to your children, to your wife. So, so you realize, why am I saying all of this? If you don't maximize your time, you will just leave and realize that you were not productive. We want to move from living, we want to get to what? Productivity. Because even the animals in the forest, they live. So it's not about just about breathing and breathing in and breathing out. It's about coming to the place where you are 
producing maximally based on God's purpose for your life. And that means you need to finish the things that are core to you. What is core to you? What's your core role? For instance, as a, hus- as a wife, what's your core role? What's, what's the key thing as a wife? Because you know, sometimes you can be busy everywhere, right? Doing everything, be available for everyone, and our children are not properly raised. But you realize that if our children are not properly raised, when all the busyness of life is over, when everything is over and we shut down the curtains and we sit, we will be faced with the stark reality that our kids are not properly raised. Hmm? Or you are everywhere. Your finances are not in order. Like the prodigal son. And then you realize that all those who spent with you are not there now. When you're in need. So you've got to pay attention to call things in your life. That's what the disciples did. What did they do in Acts chapter 6? They said, we will not serve tables. Let's put other people in charge of tables. So that we'll give ourselves to what? The ministry of the word and prayer. Come on, say focus. Say it one more time. Say focus. You must learn the art of focus. If you want to finish things. Now, many people are there when you start. Number 10. Many people are there when you start. Few will be there with you at the middle of your journey. Not many will be there when you end. Never be moved by the crowd. Follow your purpose. If you want to finish things, learn to follow your purpose. In John chapter 19, verse 25 to 27, when Jesus was on the cross, Jesus preached to multitudes when his ministry started. But when he ended, there were few disciples just with him at the cross. In 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 16, Paul said, At my first defense, no one was with me. This was a man who wrote to third of the New Testament, who raised many ministers, who touched many lives, who planted many churches. But when it was time for his defense, no one was with him. You see, if your purpose is not the overriding reason why you're doing what you're doing, when the crowds leave, you'll be discouraged. Yeah? Come on. Crowds have effect. How many of you know crowds have effect? I mean, when you watch soccer right now, you realize that the crowds have effect. Because the footballers are struggling. Springing to an empty stadium. You know, at a point, they began to do like there were crowds on the, on the stadiums. Because crowds have effect. You know, there are certain times when you're losing the match and the crowd is sharing you on and you go back to equalize. There's that energy the crowd brings. Now they're playing in empty stadiums. It's the same thing in life. When you start, the crowd is there sharing you on. When the crowds go off and you're alone, would you have the grit to get the game going? No. David, the scripture says, he encouraged himself in the Lord. And he did that so he could finish. There are times in life where you have to be the only one encouraging yourself. There are times in life you have to be the only one saying, this thing can work. This will work. This will happen. It'll happen. Are you following what I'm saying? There are certain times you have to preach to yourself. There are certain times you sit in the office, look at yourself in the mirror and say, no, you're not quitting. You're getting this thing over the line. You're pushing this project. You're finishing this thing. You speak to your soul like David said, oh my soul, why are thou downcast? Hope thou in God. You know, when those moments of discouragement come, when those moments of failure thoughts come, you need to stand up and speak to yourself and preach to yourself and talk to yourself and talk yourself back into the game and keep on. Scripture puts it this way. Do not be weary in well-doing. Hmm? For in due season you will reap. If what happens, 
if you faint not. Praise the name of the Lord. Last scripture, Second Timothy chapter 4 verse 7. Learn to finish your course. Learn to fight the good fight of faith. Learn to keep the faith. Don't be a Christian who used to be on fire. Be a Christian who is burning. Praise the name of the Lord. Don't say, I used to pray. Ah, in those days when we were serving God. That statement should never come out of your, out of your mouth. Be a Christian who is ever burning. Be a Christian who is ever on fire. Glory to God. One of the things I pray for a lot in this life is that my passion will never go down. You know, I mean, you don't get to... I mean, I've been doing ministry for 12, 12 13 years. They're about still at the maximum. Doing much more now. Still passionate more now. Still studying more now. Still passionate about preaching now. Glory to God. Don't be a Christian who used to be on fire. Be like Paul. Your last breath should be used to utter these words. I fought the good fight. I finished the course. And I've kept the faith. I want you to go back today. And review things and areas in your life where you need to finish. Just start with simple things. Finish the books you started reading this year. Finish that book you started writing. That project you had always intended to get to, go and finish it. None of us would like to wear unfinished clothes, right? Imagine going to the tailor and say, I want to travel tomorrow. Say, well, I have not finished your clothes. Say, yeah, I can use it like that. Nobody will agree to that. Praise the name of the Lord. Your destiny is too important to this world. You cannot live an unfinished life. Get your goals back again. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Get your goals back again. Get the grind back again. Put the discipline back in the game. That business that you registered that you wanted to do, pick it up again. Go for it and finish it. Thank you, Father. I pray for you today that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the Lord will release supernatural grace for you, that Jesus will cause you to be able to finish the things that you've started in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And every... Um, unfinished project in your life due to financial hindrances we release the ministry of angels we command that all be supernatural finances in the name of Jesus may God bless you may he cause his face to shine upon you and may he give you peace in Jesus mighty name we pray Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.